What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Short News Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 12th, 2020, and I have a day off. So let's have a good-ass episode today. But um, for real, let me know what you guys think of the schedule. I personally really enjoy it, but maybe I'll record the Thursday podcast and release it either Thursday night or Friday? I I don't know. We'll we'll see what I end up deciding. Because it's kind of weird to have like an episode and then a day in between and then two episodes two days in a row. Like who does that? I feel like nobody wants to hear about the logistics of everything right now. That's probably so boring. Now that we have a website though, www.shortnewspod.com I've been much more conscious about um, of making making this show more professional, meaning talking more about things that you actually want to hear. So, I added a talking points submission form to the main page of the site. You can enter your email and your suggestions for the show, and you might hear what you want to hear on the podcast. So that's www. Dot shortnewspod.com Hope to see you there. I have off for the holiday, which means no theater, thank God. As you know, I hate that professor. She always talks about plays that she acted in and brings up all the compliments that she got for the, for the way that she was able to play Death, the character Death, in some production. Probably a middle school production or something. I don't know or care. But of of course, she's the one to play death. She kills the fucking vibe the second she walks into the room and says, the same class has now started. Please turn off and put away all electronic devices. So I guess she was perfect for the role. Professor Vibe Killer, I'll call her. I think it's almost too late or is too late to transfer uh, to another class at this point. So I'm stuck with her until I graduate. So my plan is to just show up to this class absolutely, but legally baked and sit in the back and doodle hat designs. I've been working on those, which by the way, I have two prototypes for dad hats coming in the mail, hopefully this week. What's insane is I have a really bad bladder, and if you leave the room, she assumes you're leaving the room to make a call. Still talking about the theater lady, sorry. And, well, she'll mark you absent for that. And I have to pee a lot. I drink so much coffee, but so I feel like I might end up losing it at her eventually and saying something that I shouldn't, but hopefully it doesn't get to that point. Plus, I have a break from her today and get to spend the day talking to you guys. So that's cool. If anybody cared, the pickup the other day from the dispensary went really well. I immediately, I immediately went back inside and got just absolutely demolished. Then, though, I started taking a nice hot shower And the fucking construction workers who got in the way of my recording last episode turned the fucking water off in the middle of everything. I was just imagining if that had happened while I had hair dye in and it freaked me the fuck out and I never want to dye my hair at home again. Just in case they decide to shut the water off again. That would be horrifying. Okay, also, I've been... Getting some feedback on the audio quality, apparently it's really improving. So I decided to divide the show into seasons. Season 1 being the first, say, 30 episodes, where I was still figuring out the audio and format of the podcast, and season 2 being the current season, with the current setup and the addition of everyone's favorite news anchor, Dick Johnson who, for some reason's voice, is very inconsistent. So, without further ado, before we get into anything else, just look at my notes here. 
we gotta bring it over to everyone's favorite reporter, Dick Johnson, for this installment of The Short News. Good morning, and welcome to The Short News. I'm Dick Johnson, and here are today's top stories. In election 2020 news, the New Hampshire primaries are now over, and Bernie Sanders has taken first place, with Pete Buttigieg in second place. Amy Klobuchar also surprised people and got ahead of the other competition, which came out of the blue. I guess people in New Hampshire see something in her. She is moderate, so that helps in appeasing both sides, and we need some compromise in this country. In presidential news, number 45 has officially gone off the rails. Roger Stone was set to be sentenced to prison for lying to Congress when all of a sudden four federal prosecutors quit the case. Trump pressured the U.S. government to lay off of Stone, but he denies that he intervened, as he usually does. This news comes a week after he was acquitted in the impeachment trials. In technology, the vaping... Well, sorry, the vaping... (laughs) Oh no, I read the wrong thing. In technology, the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip has been officially announced. What makes it different from the folding competition is that it boasts an actual folding glass screen. Unlike the plastic foldable screens on the other devices, like the Motorola Razr or Galaxy Fold. In a hands-on, the phone showed a much better build quality than its predecessors. Hopefully, this is the phone that finally proves that foldables are a practical market for people to put their money into. And what I was going to talk about before in vaping news. Jewel employees say that morale is at an all-time low after its worst year ever. The trendy vaping giant has fallen hard after becoming the main target by government officials and anti-vaping organizations for their tactics marketing to kids. Meanwhile, Puff Bar is doing great. I see those things everywhere and they taste delicious. This has been the short news. I'm Dick Johnson. Back to you, Alex. Um, thanks, Dick. I'd like to add that we... We might have a new reporter joining the news team soon. Um, he's not here right now, but maybe next episode. We'll see. His name is Michael Hunt. Mike, for short. So he'll be joining the team... And so be ready for that. So now I want to try something new. We're all about trying new things here at the short news. Not just the news. We we do all kinds of shit. I'm losing my voice again. So I want to try a segment called Alex Rants. Just something new. In a way to get things off my chest. So, here's what pisses me off today on Who is a Good Friend. Okay. Is this even recording? Yes, yeah, so I had to omit that part. I um kind of went after a whole um a whole community um a whole fan base sorry not a whole community yeah a whole fan base and you know what I didn't want them to come after me so forget it we'll rant about something else in a little bit on this episode okay I promise All right back to your regularly scheduled me 
Back to you, Alex. For story time. Of mine. Write in with a great story time suggestion. I thought it was definitely a good one to share. It's about modern technology and its practical application in a college setting. It's not really anybody being stupid. It's just like, what the fuck? So, I was hanging out at one of the theme houses on my college campus with some people I was friends with. It was early mid-spring of 2016 at this point, and I had just gotten this new VR headset for my Samsung Galaxy Note 5 and was so excited about the Minecraft, roller coasters, and Netflix, which puts you in a personal home theater to binge watch your favorite shit, which is, we've talked about that. So what I had missed was the one possibility that it held that everyone else in the world was interested in. So it's pretty late and a school night and we're smoking cigarettes on this porch that's when my buddy calls me, and he never calls me unless he, like, needs something. So he says, hey, Mador, and I'm like, yo, man, what's good? He's like, do you uh, have your uh, VR headset? And I'm like, yeah, man, why? And he's like, oh, it's my birthday. I just wanted to see some titties in VR. And I was like, I don't think I hadn't thought of that application yet, but that was a good, good thinking on his part. So, you know what? It was his birthday, whatever, right? So me and my friend from the porch, we drove over to my buddy's house with the phone and VR headset, and we show up, and it's just a room full of dudes. It's a humid night, a room full of dudes and drinks. No girls in sight, which is why I guess they needed my VR headset. I felt weird about everything, and I... Decided to break the ice a little bit with some uh, virtual roller coasters because those are fun. So I gave that to everyone and they took turns in the chair riding the roller coaster, which was like entertaining to watch because people freak out when they do that. Eventually, though, sadly, they got sick of the roller coasters and video games and the birthday boy wanted to see some titties. It's funny because it's like inviting a stripper to your boy's birthday party, but without having to actually go through the trouble of hiring the stripper, which is good because I have no idea what I would even say to an exotic dancer other than, I think you're pretty, can you sit on my friend for a little bit, I'll pay you. But I didn't have to do that for tonight, thank God. So, because I'd definitely never done this before, so it was my first time figuring this out too, or I at least was pretending it to be that way. I honestly don't remember if I had already tried it, but I really don't think so. I went to everyone's favorite site. You know, the Pornhubs. Is is that how you say it? The Pornhubs? I wouldn't know. I've never been there. Is it is it a dark web thing? I, I have no idea. Anyways, I load up the hubba-dub-dub on my phone. Since you put the phone in the headset and... The headset uses the phone screen to project the image into your eyes. And then I go to the VR category because, yes, in case you VR enthusiasts were wondering, there is a whole VR section on Pornhub. So live long and prosper on there. So now I have to test it with a video just to to make sure it works because that's what friends do. That's what friends do. So I watch a couple seconds of it and then give it to my friend, the one whose birthday it is. So now we're all, again, just dudes sitting in this dorm room together while one of us has a headset on watching POV Blonde Reverse Cowgirl.mp4. The birthday boy is loving it. And I'm hating every second of this. Like, have have you ever watched porn with your boys? I'm not saying, like, now, like, you guys as adults. I'm saying in, like, middle school, when you guys were at a sleepover and had access to the home computer for once and 
that was your chance to see a naked woman for the first time other than that scene in Titanic? Looking back, if you have done that, it's weird, right? You're in a room full of randy, horny guys that you've known for a long time, all watching some girl get smashed and somehow, somehow, you have to block out the fact that you're doing this with your boys. How do you not think about the fact that in that moment, you and all your boys are rocking half chubs together? It's weird to me. I don't like it. And with VR, it's even weirder because all of you are just sitting there or standing there in that room while one person is transported to sex land and you have to watch them experience it but don't know what's going on in those goggles, but at the same time you have an idea and it makes you uncomfortable. Let me put it this way. Would you want to be there just hanging out while your friend is having sex with someone? No. How about a whole room full of people there watching that happen? Weird, right? Uncomfortable, definitely. Also, would you want to be there while your friend jerks it to porn? No, definitely not. We were in like a dangerously odd territory. And I wanted nothing more than to go back to roller coasters. But now, other dudes in the room were getting antsy. They wanted to see the blonde girl too, and I just wanted my damn phone back out of the goggles. But how do you argue with a room full of horny guys? You can't. That's just not a good idea. So they each took turns, sitting there watching porn and VR, and I was just sitting there like this is the weirdest night I've had in a long time. And at this point, I honestly wish I would have gotten the stripper. That was just so lame. Everybody gets a turn and they're all like, oh shit, and this is amazing. And finally, after another half hour, my phone starts giving the low battery warning and the guys give me back my shit. At this point, it's really late at night and it's a school night like I said, so I decided to head home and charge my phone and go to sleep, so I make the long walk back to my dorm building and back to my room. So once I get back to my dorm, my roommate isn't there, I don't know, he was probably studying like I should have been doing, but you know me. So I sit down on my desk and I plug my phone in and I'm thinking about everything that just happened and how much fun the guys were having, and how weird that it was to be there when they did that. And I started thinking about that blonde, and how I never actually got to spend any time with her. Then I realized that I was the owner of the VR headset, not anyone else. Meaning I had the means to access the hub at any time. So I grabbed my phone, headset, and charger and sprinted to the bathroom and locked the door. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess the lesson here is watching porn with your boys is just the weirdest feeling in the world. And if your buddy tells you to bring over your VR headset to watch porn with the boys, just say it's out of batteries because trust me, it's better that way. Also, the lesson here is that if you have a VR headset, you are doing yourself a disservice by not taking advantage of the fact that this type of stuff exists, especially if your roommate is often gone at weird hours of the night. So go see the blonde. Do what you have to do. Also, did I ever tell you about tell you guys about the time I accidentally found my Spanish teacher in a porno? Yeah, that that made the rest of my freshman year of high school really weird. Okay, so on that note, on that note, we are going to take a quick break for our ad reads. <laughs> and we will be right back. Hey guys, what's up? I want to take a quick uh, minute to talk to you about this awesome site called Buzzsprout. Today... I know I said yesterday, but today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, 
Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. And following the affiliate link in the description of this podcast will get you, the listener, a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for the paid plan. Buzzsprout, let's create something great together. And we're back. I'm so glad I started this episode early because I hear the construction people coming in, and that's going to be an issue. So we're going to have to double time this episode. Well, you know what? You guys couldn't really hear it in the uh, background last time, so we might be good. But this is that part of the show, an important part of the show, that we like to call relationship advice. But you know what? First, I want to do something. I want to take a trip back in time to my very first blog post. Okay, so this, I made this blog, rantbase.blogspot.com, back when I was 16. It was 2013. So I'm aging myself here. And this was part of an English assignment. And I ended up just making it my, like, blog. (laughs) So uh, here we go. Modern music. The garbage it has become. Keep in mind all of the references in this. It's 2013. So put your mind in 2013. How should I... How should I describe the music of today? Well, first off, it's not even music. I mean, unless you call that dubstep garbage music. Personally, it sounds like R2-D2 burping into a microphone while some ignorant fool sits at a computer and compiles all of the most horrid noises he can find into a song. That's not music. There was once a time when music actually possessed meaning, And I mean other than the sounds of robot intercourse. For example, the Beatles songs all deliver the message of spreading peace and love in a heartfelt way. But now I can't turn on the radio without Lil Wayne rapping about drugs, sex, and the always popular word swag. See what I mean about the references here? In John Lennon's song Imagine, he states his wish for a less materialistic world. And then I quote the lyrics... Nowadays, songs like this are extinct and we have to deal with Kesha instructing us on how to brush our teeth with a bottle of Jack. Oh no. Oh, this gets bad. This gets bad. (laughs) Music today isn't just meaningless, but also more artificial than Bruce Jenner's face. Oh! Oh, that did not age well. That did not age well. Neither did she. But, um... It's not even just disastrous dubstep that is concocted on computers, but every singer who claims to possess talent. If you haven't noticed, every artist, in quotes, <laughs> applies such a supersaturated amount of auto-tune to their work that their words are barely audible. Sometimes I even think that I accidentally have my radio on the Spanish channel again. There are some people, like the rapper Drake, who apply auto-tune to their music even when they're speaking. If you ask me, that's more pointless than the dollar sign in the name Kesha. Okay, now, I'm gonna go in on myself here before we go anymore. And I'm gonna say I like auto-tune. Now, I think people use it stylistically in a way that they weren't back then. And I think it's much better now. I like auto-tune. I use auto-tune. I I was just jealous at this point in my life that I didn't know how to use auto-tune or any production software. Okay, 
So, don't even get me started on the torture that listening to the radio has become. It's not even the kinds of garbage that they play, but it's the fact that since we live in such an eco-friendly world, the people working the radio station find it only right to recycle the same five pieces of garbage over and over again. Honestly, if I turn on my radio in the car and hear Opon Gangnam Style one more time, I'm going to Opon Drive right into oncoming traffic. I would rather listen to a fat guy sit on a parakeet than turn on my radio. At least there's more meaning in that. One of the biggest problems with the music business is that every song might as well play the cha-ching of a cash register over and over again. And I wouldn't be able to tell the difference since every song since the year 2005 has revolved around money. There are only three relevant record companies in the business and their main focus is to discover artists who will create songs that they believe will relate to the public. The only problem with this completely foolish conclusion is that, as mentioned in the previous paragraph, oh, oh, wow, as mentioned in the previous paragraph, you can't reiterate, Alex, this leads to the same songs being played over and over again, while my ears bleed and the blood flows like the cash in the swimming pools full of money, we, gee, what these greedy music moguls dive into, oh my god. One of my biggest pet peeves about music is the fact that it's all about image, not about the actual song part that I feel should count. There was once a time when people could go onto the stage wearing nothing but a tube sock in the place of underwear, see Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the audience would not even judge them by that. Artists would only be judged by the quality of their music. Now we have freaks like Lady Gaga. (laughs) who believe that dressing themselves up in a dress made of meat will give them recognition as an influential being making a dent in the music society forever. The only dent that she's making is the huge one on my wall after I throw my radio at it when I hear Poker Face. In a quick message to Nicki Minaj, or however you spell it, yeah, I didn't know how to spell it back then, your colorful cotton candy-colored hair doesn't make me enjoy your music, it just makes me hungry. And then there's a picture. Because she had like cotton candy hair at one point. In conclusion, I believe music is going on a downward spiral. In a case in case I didn't make my point clear enough. I would prefer absolute silence to our current hits, in quotes. And I'm deeply concerned for the bleak future of the music business. I hope that people will at some point come to their senses as weak as their senses may be, and fix this musical dystopia that we live in, and bring back meaningful real music, the only music that actually qualifies as music. Keep in mind, this was June of 2013, so so I'm sorry, but this is where my ranting comes from. So, sorry, I'm just looking at... um, the missus got me a, an ecosphere for Valentine's Day. You know, it's like a sphere, um, like made of glass or acrylic, I'm not sure which. Filled with uh, water, like a little plant in there, um, some algae, and little, little tiny shrimp that swim around in there. And it's supposed to be like self-sustaining. All it needs is a little uh, light and tender love and care and it's awesome i'm just watching these little shrimp swim around i've already named them huey louie dewey and stew not stewie stew i've wanted an ecosphere since i was like six so guess what we lost 50 minutes of shit 50 fucking minutes of relationship advice, of every fucking thing I talked about, except the rant. Somehow that shit got cut off. I don't know if it's because the fucking display turned off or what, but I am pissed. I am beyond pissed. So let's do this again. Let's do this a fucking again, right? Let's start. Let's start over. Let's start over. Okay. Girlfriend claims I cheated on her by watching porn. 
I'm not good at this and on mobile, so bear with me if I ramble. Anyway, long story. My 23 male girlfriend, 22 female, found out I had been visiting some NSFW subs on Reddit. She was extremely upset and claimed what I had done was unfaithful and cheating. We'll get back to that. First, here's some information on our relationship. We don't have sex. We've been together on and off for about seven years and have two kids, three and one. In the 17 months since our daughter was born, we've had sex five or six times. At first, I assumed it was because she just had a baby and didn't want to have sex. Okay, no problem. Later on, she was diagnosed with a thyroid disease, and her body had trouble producing energy. She was prescribed medication for that, and she was also taking medication for anxiety and depression, and a known side effect was reduced sex drive. Understandable. At first, her excuse for not wanting to have sex was her medication. She told me a few co-workers take the same medication and have the same problems. That's fine. Eventually, she got the okay to take less of, and then eventually stopped taking the medication. Now her excuse is how tired she is due to her disease and claims she happens to work with people who, again, have the same problem and effects. Alright, I want to be very clear. I have never pressured her into having sex or try to make her feel bad for when she doesn't want to. I've always been understanding and patient. The few times we have sex, she is clearly not interested or into it. I can't explain the feeling of getting shot down by your own partner every night. It was emasculating, and some esteem issues started popping up. I started to feel she was with me only for the support and stability, and because I am a good father to our kids, this is not what this post is about. We've talked about this, talked it through, and I've come to accept that it just won't be a part of our relationship. I've done little research, and I know she wasn't lying about the effects of her medication or her thyroid disease, yet she claims practically every woman she works with is the same way. Or that happens to married couples or couples with kids and that everyone else she works with is too tired to have sex with her partner. That is not the point of this post. The point is she claims I have been unfaithful for watching porn and even goes as far to saying that's equivalent to cheating. Long story short, we don't have sex and I am supposed to not take care of myself. She claims it's not normal for people to, in a relationship to do that. My argument is, people in a normal, healthy relationship have sex, especially as young as we are. I cannot just suppress and ignore my needs or feelings. She claims to be at the end of her rope with this and can't take any more. She's ready to give up and has threatened to take the kids somewhere else for the night. Because I am not comforting her for how she feels. But I won't admit to cheating on her or being some kind of freak just because she did, doesn't approve of me taking care of my needs by myself. She's saying this isn't the only reason but that she feels this way, but the other reasons she has are from months or years ago. We've been together nearly seven years. A couple goes through a lot in that amount of time. She also started messaging an old friend. He was a good friend of her during one of our breaks, which was a couple years. Before we ended up getting back together, she admitted they had a flirty relationship and made out a few times, and that was it. That was while we weren't together or really talking. I don't care. But now she's messaging him for the second time since then. The first time was just a month earlier, again after a big fight. Here's the fun part. He just so happens to live down the fucking street. Above anything else, I trust her. I've read the messages, just friendly catching up. In all our seven years, I don't think I've ever caught her in a lie or acting shady. My problem is she only does this after a big fight. Immediately. On top of the fact we don't have an intimate relationship, and now seemingly wants to cut it off because of, in my opinion, something as silly as masturbating. I'm not exactly sure what my question is. I just don't know how to process this or what to do. I'm not trying to be some asshole bro who will leave her for not having sex or force her into it. I've come to terms with that because that's not what a relationship is solely about. But to refrain from sex and deny me taking care of myself seems simply ridiculous to me. And to cut off a nearly seven-year relationship and take the kids for it. So, so, the issue, I don't know if I solved it, but we're about to find out. Everything keeps cutting off. I lost another 40 minutes of recording. Oh, you guys don't know about the... Do you? I don't even know what you guys know about the technical difficulties I've been having with this episode. But I think my disc was full and it stopped recording. 
and I've been trying to figure this out for the last like three hours. But where were we? We were talking about the guy who was watching porn and now his girlfriend wants to leave him. And I was saying he he should just let her go because what does he want his needs not to be met for the rest of his life and to be punished for fulfilling those needs himself? I don't think so. I don't think that's fair. That wouldn't be cool in my book. So I had all of these relationship advices figured out, ready to go. We were all set for a grand old time. And then technology happened, as it does. So instead of top posts from today, let's go to new. Okay, um, boyfriend came out as bi, and I'm not handling it well. Uh-oh. Recently, my boyfriend of almost a year told me he was bi and has experimented with guys. I tried my best to be super supportive and grateful that he felt so comfortable with me, but the truth is, I'm really freaked out. I love him more than anything, and I know he loves me the same way. He made a point of making that very clear when he told me. Despite all that, it feels like something's changed with me. As much as I don't want to, I look at him differently now. I can't stop picturing him with other men and it's making me second-guess the relationship. It doesn't help that I struggle with insecurities and feelings of inadequacy in our relationship on the daily due to no fault of his, but now I have another gender to contest? It's hard to wrap my head around what his experiences may have been like. It's also hard to know if that's not something he'll want more of in the future, and it's not something I can measure up to. I have always been comfortable with all kinds of sexualities and orientations, but for some reason, this situation makes me uncomfortable. I know I sound like a terrible person right now, and maybe it has something to do with internalized homophobia that I have to work through. I'm just looking to see if anyone else has been in this situation or if anyone has any advice on how to cope. Too long didn't read basically the title. Um, okay, so you're probably overwhelmed by, you know, that's a big thing. You, you're finding out, you know, a huge part of your boyfriend's identity and you didn't know about it before and now all of a sudden you know. So I get that. It's going to be a little overwhelming at first, but the thing that really stuck with me that you said was that you're worried that you have another gender to compete with and you're worried that he'll want to be with men in the future. Even if he were straight, then I'm guessing you would be worried about, how do I word this? Even if he's straight, you'd still be worried about competition of other girls. And his sexuality has nothing to do with whether or not he's going to be faithful, whether or not he has a wandering eye, whatever it is, that is up to his character, not his sexuality. And, you know, it'll take some time, but I think if you, if you truly love him and care about him and accept him for who he is and embrace that part of him, you'll find yourself loving him even more for opening up to you. That's, that's essentially what I said, um, with a couple of things. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what they were, um, cause that would give things away, but, um, but bisexuality, people don't seem to understand it in this day and age. They think, oh, like, you like both sexes. That means you can't be faithful in a relationship because you'll want somebody from your sex when you're dating. Or you'll want somebody of the other sex than what you're dating. Only if you're not faithful. Like, that's not how it works. It's whoever you're attracted to and have feelings for, you have feelings for. It doesn't mean that you just want to fuck everything. I think people look at it all the wrong way. Like, it's just, you know, a bigger pool of who you could be with. It doesn't mean 
you want to be with all of those people. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but I'd like to think that I know a thing or two about this without going too much into detail, but, you know, the... You'll... Yeah, like I said, I think you will end up loving him even more for the fact that he opened up to you. And it will strengthen you guys' bond. Don't worry too much about it. Really. Because then you'll worry him. Okay, next. I'm doing this, like, relationship advice by relationship advice and putting it in the track, the playlist, after each individual one. That way we don't lose anything this time. Should I take the chance? I think I'm gonna take the chance. No. No. Audio problems. Hooray. With the mic. Let me just see if we can... We'll fix it in post. So this one is called Girlfriend and Stepdad. Oh. Hey, how you doing? It's Tony Salome here. Wanted to tell you about a really quick deal that we got here at Armado Ice. Come on down to Armado Ice for some of that sweet, sweet dry ice that you're looking for. We got your dry ice for $9.99. Fuck. <laughs> Armado Ice. So girlfriend and stepdad. Hey, it's me, your stepdad. Come here and sit on... No, 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 no. Don't say that. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the Tiny Meat Gang. I'm fucking gay. I like dudes a lot. <coughs> uh, <coughs> me, I'm coming down with the, the gayness. <coughs> oh, God. Oh. Girlfriend and stepdad. <coughs> this is the bronchitis podcast. Uh, cool, cool, cool. So, this is like a really big problem, and I need some tips, or maybe there's someone out there who has had the same situation as me. So, I've been dating this girl for like a year plus, and she has a stepdad. And her stepdad is like a pretty okay dude, and I had no problems with him whatsoever. But my GF told her stepdad recently that we slept together, and he found out like a few months later after it happened. And ever since then, almost everything changed. He was like super mad at her because she should have told him like immediately after it happened. By the way, she's 18 now and was a virgin until then. And he told her that it's like way too cliche because now every time we see each other, he knows that we are going to sleep with each other. And I understand that somehow. However, I can't understand why he's so mad at me and her because his real daughter lost her virginity at like 16 years old and everything was fine. But when my girlfriend did it, it was a huge problem. And I don't know if I'm like overthinking this whole situation, but what if my girlfriend and her stepdad had like a secret relationship and the stepdad is actually abusing her sexually and he's now mad because we slept together? Yeah, he's like possessive. That's what I was thinking. Uh, we'll get back to that. I told, I told you that she was a virgin initially, but the thing is she didn't actually bleed and I know that women don't have to bleed, but this is like another thing that makes me believe that they have something going on. And maybe she lied to me when she said that she was still a virgin just to hide it from me. There are more things that I saw. For example, the stepdad keeps slapping my girlfriend's ass and think that's like super inappropriate and more stuff which I can't say. So I'm making this thread based on some things that I saw, not just because I'm paranoid. And I'm afraid to ask my girlfriend about this because she may break up with me and I don't want this to happen. But what if she's afraid to tell me the truth because of her stepdad? I hope you guys can understand the whole situation. English isn't my main language 
If you have a tip or you've been in the same situation, please let me know what to do. Um, well, top comment. Yo, you are jumping to some pretty far out conclusions. Chill. Your girlfriend has a controlling shitty stepdad. They didn't fuck. Also, the only way you can tell, medically or otherwise, if someone is a virgin is if they tell you. And then someone says, uh, that whole relationship sounds super inappropriate. I would bring up the inappropriateness of their relationship to your girlfriend. Give examples. In no world is it okay for a stepdad to slap their 18-year-old stepdaughter's ass playfully. Yes, that. Exactly. I see before... I would have just chalked it up to over weird overprotectiveness, but then you you said the thing where he he slaps her ass. That that's no good. They hung up. Those motherfuckers hung up. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Nothing good comes out of Bridgeport, Connecticut. So yeah, he's definitely controlling. We know that. But he could also have... That, that is definitely borderline. Maybe not even borderline. That's just predatory behavior. That's not even, like, his daughter. That's his stepdaughter. And he's doing that? No. That's not cool. Something's wrong there. I'm calling it right now. Something is up. I don't think you're paranoid. I think that's a very uncomfortable weird relationship and if it's up to you if you want to get involved and bring this up to her because maybe she's scared of opening up to anybody about it out of fear for her safety but if you want to be the guy to try go right ahead it's very brave of you if you do because maybe maybe you know you'll talk to her and she'll be like no no he's just weird and annoying and yeah that is really creepy that he does that but he's he hasn't done anything worse than that or she might be mad at you and be like what the fuck or she might be like okay yeah here's what happened but that relationship is very cringe and uncomfortable between the two of them the stepdad and your girlfriend so my advice to you would be investigate further communicate with her and yeah like that one commenter commenter said give examples examples are important um okay here's one so i 19 male have never been in a relationship but i might be soon and i could do with advice, please, guys and gals. So, as stated in the title, I've never been in a relationship, but that could be changing soon, if I grow some balls, that is. I wanted to know what I should expect from a serious relationship for the first time. How is my daily lifestyle going to change? What sort of sacrifices am I going to be expected to make? Do any of you guys have any tips for how to make a relationship work better for both people? Anyway, thanks in advance, guys. Jesus, very open-ended. It's like a writing prompt. Huh. Okay, so you're 19, and you might be in a relationship soon. I don't know what that means. Um, if you crow some balls. Um, step one of relationships. Crow some balls. Uh, then, what you want to do... You don't want to come on too strong. If you guys know each other already and you guys have been friends, like take it easy and then work your way up to being like, hey, I I think you're really cool and I was just wondering, do you maybe want to go to dinner or a movie or something sometime this weekend? And And then take it from there. And let's say, yeah, let's say that goes well. Then, and then you go on like a date and don't, like, don't be too, don't be too into it. You know what I mean? Like, don't be too enthusiastic because that's kind of a turnoff if you're like, 
I guess if you're acting like it's your the first time you've ever been on a date, then that's not a good look. Um, don't move too fast. That's another one. When I was in high school, that was my biggest mistake, was moving too fast. And so you got to just take it take it slow and like yeah sometimes you'll be able to lead but sometimes let them lead i'm trying to find this one that um that was really good this one relationship advice that i had a good story for um hmm okay <clears throat> so this is the one see i don't know if i no i think we did that one Okay, girl I'm dating sells nudes and amateur porn. To preface this, I'm a 25-year-old male who has been going through a depression for a long time and hasn't had a lot of action. Nice. Recently, I've been trying to improve my situation and get more knowledgeable and skilled with attracting and understanding the opposite sex and trying to challenge my fears and insecurities. First time I met this girl who is 20 was at work. We flirted around a bit and felt like we had a connection, but she did mention to me pretty early on that she has a side hustle where she sells nudes online. Nice. I honestly didn't mind at first. First date comes around, and by the end of it, we are getting physical and making out, but then I asked how her side hustle worked, and she proceeded to show me tons of very explicit photos she has taken of herself as well as videos of her performing various sex acts with other men. Immediately, my body filled up with anxiety, and I was shocked. Sure, something else didn't feel... (laughs) At this point, I felt pretty awful, but I was also trying to stay composed and trying to keep an open mind, but it gets worse. I take her home, and she also lets me know that multiple people at work, a few supervisors, and an ex-friend from high school are customers of hers, as well as participants in her videos. At this point, I am so destroyed on the inside that I wish I never knew all of this because I do like this girl, but this was very overwhelming. I've just had these videos running through my head over and over, and me thinking about how people who may have, may be my friends are watching and having sex with this girl that I'm dating, and how this will affect the future of us if I decide to keep seeing her. It's been a week, and every day I feel physically sick to my stomach with these thoughts. It's really challenging me. She does say she gets tested and tries to be professional about what she's doing. She says she doesn't feel for any of these guys emotionally. My question is, am I just being needy and jealous? Will going through this challenge me in a way where I can learn to be the kind of guy that feels that this is not a big deal? I've been reading a lot of articles where the boyfriends of porn stars do manage to not feel jealousy. Or is this as fucked up as I think it is? Well, without reading the comments, I'm going to say, the boyfriends of porn stars are probably happy with this because the porn stars are making a hell of a living. And the boyfriends, for some reason, are willing to put up with that for the money. I don't know what that says about their self-respect or views on monogamy, but if you do not share those same views on monogamy and she's going to keep doing that and you're going to be uncomfortable then don't you think you guys aren't exactly compatible maybe that's just me and it's kind of weird yeah this person says it's kind of disturbing that the customers and participants are co-workers and supervisors i'd end things because you're obviously not comfortable and it probably won't get better to be honest yeah this and then someone says sounds like this is not the girl for you End it with her and look for someone else. Disaster written all over it. The closer you get to her, the worse it'll become. Dude, this is nuts. The guy that have porn stars for girlfriends are okay with it because they're fucking other people too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then here's one. Run for the hills. If you have any insecurities, have any level of depression or low self-esteem, this relationship will wreck you psychologically. You will never feel special. You will always worry and wonder and feel unfulfilled. This type of girl is too extroverted and open-minded and sexual for a guy with the slightest amount of low self-worth or jealousy. 
men that are alpha males, open-minded, and very confident are more compatible for her, and usually those relationships are mostly based on sex and don't get as deep as genuine love for one another. I'm warning you before you think that you're going to change her or that she's going to pick you and only you. You're going to be fooled. Trying to date her is going to be the most stressful and anxious time of your life, and it simply won't be worth it. There are girls everywhere. You don't need this girl, especially if you're looking for a commitment. It will be nothing but stress. She's obvious. She'll obviously F anyone and their brother. You really want to worry about that 24-7? Move on. Find a girl that doesn't stress you the hell out. They're out there. I mean, yeah, that's kind of harsh, but I'm going to say, like, you, you guys just don't seem compatible. You have very different views on, like I said, very different views on monogamy. So, I think you gotta find somebody else, buddy. And yeah, this girl might be banging or something, but do you really want that to to allow that kind of craziness into your life if you don't, like, want it? I don't think you do. I'm not saying I know you, because I don't, but I, I'd like to say that I do. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, this has, this has problematic written all over it. Like, if you guys aren't on the same speed with certain things like that, it, it's just gonna be nothing but conflict. I hate to say it. You hate to hear it. I hate to say it. But I'm sorry, buddy. Listen, I've, I've dated people where, not things like this, but... They had multiple partners at one time as well as me. And when I found that out, I was like, um, <laughs> no, not for me. Not for me. Not my speed. I, I'm all about monogamy. I'm not about that kind of shit. I wouldn't even want to have a three-way. I've been offered. And I was like, hell no. Hell no. <clears throat> Okay, next advice. Did we, um, see, I don't know if this one got deleted, or not deleted, if, yeah, if I lost this in recording, I don't know how to initiate sex with my boyfriend, basically what the title says. She feels weird when she tries to initiate it because she has no clue what to do or how to do it. Top comment, hand to Willie. Boom. <laughs> Ow. Boob insecurity. I've, 23, been with my boyfriend, 25, for about a year. He's recently told me I would be much more attractive with bigger boobs and only gets off to the thought of it. I feel awful and I don't know how to get over it. Um, get a new boyfriend. Because that's terrible. Because if he's... If he said that, most likely he's not just saying that to you. He's probably said things that are just as bad as well. And if all he like, and he, he, he said he could only get off to you if you thinking about you with bigger boobs, that's fucked up. That's mean. Find somebody who, who will appreciate you and your boobs for what they are. Someone that appreciates you and your boobs for you, you, sis, all right? That's what you got to do. Empowerment. Yeah. I put my hands up. You feel feeling good as hell. Sorry. Haven't had sex with my girlfriend in over six months. As with any relationship, things usually start out hot and heavy. And then things gradually simmered down. But at this point, we literally haven't had sex for over a month. And I don't know how to approach this situation. She lets me touch her and everything, but when I try to initiate, it usually goes nowhere or I get rejected. Even when we're texting and I say something raunchy, it usually gets shut down. Recently, I haven't been doing as much, but it still bothers me. Everything else about our relationship is good and stable. I really don't know what to do at this point. And someone says, is it over a month or six months? 
And then he says, oh, sorry, like he corrects himself over six months. And this person told him like to ask her why she doesn't want to have sex. And communication is key, a key part of relationships, which is what we say all the time. And then um, how what what's important is age, because if you guys are in high school, then in, the amount of sex that you're having varies based on like logistics like parents presence of parents being home or not like if and like if you have soccer practice or whatever like <laughs> how much homework you've got going on so it's that's difficult but how how old does it no age no age i am right here i had to go check the mail that was what rang? What were we talking about? Yeah, you gotta talk to her, cause there might be a reason her sex drive isn't, uh, isn't going. You know, it could be hormones, it could be something happened, she's not feeling great. You gotta find out. Cause it may just be she's not doing great. She's not doing well. You gotta check up on her, make sure she's okay. Be a good boyfriend, you know? Sorry, I'm so out of breath. Oh my god, I ran up the stairs to get back here. Oh, I'm so out of shape. Holy fuck. Okay. <clears throat> I think we can do one more. I think we've answered one like this, but should I, 22 female, ask him, 22 male, out, or should I wait for him to ask me? I've liked him for a while, but he had a girlfriend when I met him, so I didn't say anything. Now he's been single for a couple months, and I'm thinking of asking him out. Should I drop hints and wait for him to ask me? If he's interested in me, he would ask me, right? I don't want to, like, throw myself at him. My favorite comment, if he's interested in me, he would ask me, right? They're quoting, yes, yes, that's how men work. We're emotionless, fearless robots and all our actions are dictated by a precise algorithm governed by a strict set of rules. We also despise when women take active interest in us, whereas we absolutely love to be thrown hints that are more often than not vague, mixed signals. The more vague and mixed, the better. It is the highest of insults, and by no means a compliment, to be asked out by a woman should you do so, we will immediately run to our other robo-friends and will conclude together that she is in fact not simply stating interest, no, but that she is literally throwing herself at us. Oh my god, the fucking sarcasm. I fucking love it. So what this guy is essentially saying, there's no strict set of rules that says that the man has to ask out the woman. And I've said this before, Ashley made the first move. And I liked her for, like, years before that. I never made the move. She did. And if she didn't, then I don't know if it would have worked out, because I was too scared. And I'm so grateful that she did make the first move. So I think you, you're not throwing yourself at him unless you're throwing yourself at him. And if you ask him out and take the initiative, I think he might actually think that's really cool. But you won't know until you try it. So you're going to have to try it. AOL Warrior says, I'd wait. It's the man's job to ask. Well, that's why you're AOL Warrior, because AOL is like old school. Okay, here's what I'm saying. I'm a dude. My SO made the first move, and it was awesome. You don't have to abide by antiquated social norms created by men for men. If you want him, then go get him. Send. All right. I mean, that's a good one to end on right there. I'm going to hopefully get this exported right. But we'll see. We will see. want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the short news podcast. I've been liking that the numbers are going up. It's really cool. 
to the new people. Welcome aboard. And, um, I hope it's everything that you hope it is. And if not, go to www.shortnewspod.com and scroll down to talking point suggestions. And we, meaning me, will take a, uh, take a look at those. And I'll actually choose. I will. I'll, I'll look at them. So, um, that'll do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.